Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Undesigned to Grind. I have a really special human being to talk to you today. Um, her name is Elena, and she has just been like an utter joy in helping me get through all the, um, you know, stress-related health issues, as well as just like learning how to be healthy and live better um, and improve like my relationship to my body and just all kinds of things. And so I'm really excited for her to talk to you because um, in my experience, I've, I've been working out with professional trainers, I guess, or coaches since I was in my 30s. And I think when you're younger, you might take a different approach or if your health changes, you might take a different approach. My approach was like work out until you vomit and that's how you know you did a good job. Um, and then when I got sick or after I had like taken a, a hiatus from working out and was returning to it, I found Elena and she has completely changed my mindset around that. I've seen real results um, physically and mentally because of working with her. So I'm going to let Elena introduce herself to you. Um, Elena, hi. First, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. Hi, Jennifer. I am really excited to be here. And you're joining us from a long way away. Where are you right now? I'm in North Macedonia right now where I grew up. So yes, it is far away. <laughs> so far away. Um, that is, yeah, I appreciate it. That's cool. Uh, so tell us a little bit, just to give the audience like a general idea, who are we talking to? What's your background? What are your specialties? What kind of services do you provide? Yeah. Well, really movement's just part of my DNA because I grew up doing ballet and gymnastics and then ended up going into ballet professionally. And really when I pivoted into the sphere I am now was because I had an injury in my um, ballet career and I had to quit. And that was a big moment of what is next. I had heard about Pilates and the mindful movement sphere because of being in ballet, had practiced it myself as cross training and thought, okay, well, I can't do ballet now, so let's get certified. And that really brought me into this field of how do we work out, how do we fuel our bodies with balance instead of extremes? Because as most people can guess, the ballet world is full of extremes. There's no balance. Mm. And so yeah. that really has impacted how I coach my clients, how I teach, how I approach movement and nutrition as well. So yeah, so now I have um, a lot of specialized training in Pilates and in the gyrotonic um, methodologies. And then as well out of that, I've transitioned, transitioned into kind of just more holistic health, wellness, fitness for people so that I can, I offer private sessions for Pilates people. And then I also do my kind of new area is this asynchronous coaching virtually, because I realized for a lot of people, um, maybe they don't want to go in somewhere for a class or they don't have time for that, but they do on their own schedule, want to work out at home or get to the gym and they want to eat better. They want more knowledge around that. And so I am someone that provides that within their own schedule. Cause I mean, a lot of, of course we're all busy. And so I want people yeah. to be able to live optimally and not use busyness as an excuse. <laughs> so, <laughs> which you know I'm excellent at, and yeah, it's made a big, it's been made a big difference. Like knowing, like, wait, Elena can reach me anytime from anywhere in the world. I like have no excuses anymore. <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, I think one of my personal taglines is helping you move yourself off the back burner because Mm -hmm. there's always a reason to put yourself on the back burner, whether it's because work is crazy, whether it's because you have kids, whatever it is. But if we can't keep taking care of ourselves, it's going to be really, really hard to show up for the people that we love in our lives. So that's a big, that's a different career path than I'm going to be a prima ballerina. Uh, Now it's about, I'm going to help people learn how to feel better through movement and self-care and all these things. Tell me a little bit about what your mindset was when you were full on in the ballerina path, how that changed and where you are now. Yeah, I love that question. I'm really grateful because um, the ballet world can be just really damaging and because you're expected to have a certain aesthetic, there's ideals. And so I feel just really grateful that I've met people in my life and have had support to really come out of some pretty harmful mindsets. Um, I think when I was really in the depths of ballet and pushing into the professional world, kind of getting my first contract, it was the extremes of the aesthetic above all else. You must look a certain way. And so it did not really matter what you had to do to get there. And that was Mm -hmm. damaging to my health. Um, Among other things, I ended up with like super severe anemia because I just wasn't eating well. I had never had a diagnosed eating disorder or anything like that. Wasn't struggling with kind of this typical symptoms of eating disorders, but definitely was under fueling and over exercising. And that was kind of a rock bottom point for me. And I actually ended up with my own nutritionist, which that was the beginning of transforming how I ate and realizing how important protein is. I mean, among all the other mm-hmm. basic building So that was, I would say my catalyst into this world was really my own journey. And I mean, I would work out seven days a week on top of dancing six days a week. And Whoa. yeah, I mean, it was, it was excessive again, cause you're just trying to be stronger. And then what ends up happening is you're truly exhausted because there's just not enough rest happening, happening. And that contributes to overuse injuries. I'm sure the, I mean, the way I was kind of living contributed to my overuse injury. Cause I wasn't listening to my body. Um, in the dance world, there is like, if you don't make it now, you'll never make it. So it's really hard, especially as a 20 year old to say, oh yeah, I'll just take a break for six months and come back. Cause you're worried that there won't be a comeback. So I, a big lesson I learned even outside of the practicalities about nutrition and, you know, rest within fitness is it's not worth it to like push yourself to breaking. Like there are more chances later. And that's something mm-hmm. I think you maturity you know when you're 20 it's hard to imagine that there's any other chance (laughs) yeah I you know I really I wish I wish I had realized that then and taken a step back but you know here we are today and I'm a very I'm a very um I guess evolved person like we all do through our 20s and I'm super grateful for where I am and I totally love my life so of course there's sadness (laughs) missing that and wishing people, maybe I had gotten some guidance around taking a rest or had no more of what was going on and how I wasn't helping my problem. But, um, at the same time, I'm now, I had that lived experience that I can give to others. And I have, a, I'm really grateful for the empathy it brought to me because mm-hmm. I think that unless you've been there, 
it's you can have empathy, but I have like a lived empathy now, especially within the are you going into the extremes and are you pushing for especially an aesthetic ideal at the cost of your health? So mm-hmm. I need to answer the second part of your question where I am today is honestly just a lot happier in my body. And I mean, to be honest, I'm like 25 pounds heavier than where I, when, then when I dance, but I don't spend all day obsessing about, oh, what should I eat next? Or how will I look on stage or, you know, in front of a teacher or director? And um, I will happily take rest days. And before it was like, oh no, did I take too many rest days? Am I going to lose all of my traction? And now, especially just with my training in the professional health and fitness world, I've learned, oh, rest actually pushes you towards your goal. It is it is not just, oh, I got super tired. I have to rest. Rest is an integral part of how to get stronger and how to feel better. So I just love that I live with a ton of balance now. Of course, I'm human. I'm not perfect. We all get hung up on different stuff. <laughs> but my mental, I just have so much more mental space. I enjoy social, like I enjoy food more. And, you know, I think sometimes it's not until you look back that you realize, wow, that was quite unhealthy. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, and mm-hmm. Yeah, you, for sure. Yeah. You don't realize it and you're, you're in it and you're like, oh, my eating patterns aren't that bad. And then you, you get out of it, you get to a super healthy place and uh, you realize, oh, that, that was pretty bad. And <laughs> You kind of yeah. know the signs and you know how to talk about it. And I mean, I'll say too, I did like two years of therapy every week to kind of work through that grief of losing dance. And of course, a lot of other stuff came up, like how do I t- take care of my body and all that. And so that was a huge part of my healing journey too. And a very holistic part because we're not, we're not just flesh and bones, right? Like we have a soul, we have a spirit, we have emotions and we have to attuned to all of those. So I'm really grateful for that experience as well, because it was part of my total healing journey. I think it makes such a difference for my, you know, when we were working together, the the phrase you said was learned empathy, and you can just tell a difference between someone who is using the right words and the right concepts, but hasn't really gone through it and lived it versus, you know, someone who has gone through the experience and knows it in their bones because, um, you know, you you catch me when I say things and you've been teaching me for years. Like, that's, that's not how we treat ourselves. That's not things that we do. Um, and it's taken me years to kind of like learn from you and rewire those conversations I have in my head about how my body looks, what I should be able to do versus what I actually can be able to do. And I think... Um, yeah, it just, it just makes all the difference in the world to have someone beside you, like really modeling that better mindset. Yeah. I think, um, yeah. One other thing I can't imagine how hard it must, well, I can, because now I've been through it too, but like shifting your own sense of self-worth and identity from I'm going to be a ballerina to, Oh God, I don't know what I'm going to do now to, I guess I'm going to coach other people. And how do you feel about that? How did you approach that part of the process? Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest, there were a couple stuck years there because there was really this, I mean, right after I had to quit, I pretty much jumped into Pilates training because I just knew I couldn't do nothing, right? But as far as 
my mindset, how I saw myself, that was a several year process for me. And it was, you know, I think in the early stages, you're like, no, I can't be anything else. And I even think I held on to, even after I quit, I held on to, well, maybe if I, it was a foot injury I had. So maybe if my feet feel better in a year, I can get back or in two years. And there was a practical point in time when I hit 30 years old. I mean, most, most dancers are lucky if they make it to 35 professionally. So I just knew my, my time was up and it wasn't coming back. That dream was, was gone. And so I think there was just acceptance that happened. And then for me, it was, I needed support to get through it. And I got to the point where I was like, I'm not making a ton of emotional progress around this. And that's when I knew it's, I have to find a good therapist that I can talk to weekly. And so for me, that was, that was the kicker. I did, I had great friends and family the whole time that people really that listened to me, but knowing my personality and how I tick, talking through it with a therapist is what literally changed my life. And I went from that depressed state of, well, I guess I'll continue in life, but it'll never be good again. Right. When you're in the depths Mm -hmm. of depression. Yeah. Truly. Um, Last year, I took a little bit of a sabbatical trip to Europe. I mean, I was teaching you then from here, but that was last year, that trip in early 2022 was my realization of, wow, I really come out on the other side. Life is beautiful. Life is full of beauty with lots of different experiences. Dance is not the only way to have beauty. And um, I think to answer your question about identity, what I had to do was realize, even though I can't be a ballet dancer, art and and movement and dance are a huge part of me and I don't have to let those die. And so those have come mm-hmm. out for me in other other ways, like movement, like doing the, the job I'm doing, right? It, I stay active so I can stay inspired to coach my clients. And then even like hobbies, I go swing dancing super regularly. I've <laughs> dabbled in acro yoga. I love swimming. I go to Barton Springs all the time. And so I feel really grateful to again, have had support from a therapist and friends to, you just have people tell you the truth over and over. And then eventually you do believe it. And you're like, yeah, even though life is different, it can still be beautiful, even amidst loss and being able able to hold the tension of beauty and loss in the same hand. Mm -hmm. Man. Yeah. That's, that's such like a difficult. And also if you get through it worthwhile, um, thing to spend your time unpacking and really relearning about yourself. Yeah. If there are people, um, listening and going through like, Oh, I think, you know, I need to change whatever it is I'm doing. What steps would you recommend to them or what kind of therapy would you recommend to them to help start that process? Yeah. I, I mean, I couldn't, recommend a therapist. Like, I I mean, obviously my therapist was a great fit for me and maybe would or wouldn't for other people, but I would say Mm -hmm. if you have to shop around for a therapist until you find one that you're like, okay, you get me, then the, it's a lot of energy to do that. But I honestly Mm -hmm. just started talking to friends and I was like, Hey, are are you, do you see anyone you like? And started getting recommendations and also was really comforting when I realized that a lot of my friends were in therapy. Yeah. That really created, I think, a sense of community around me. Um, and then I, I think, too, when you're kind of having to rediscover who you are, um, I spent a lot of time doing journal exercises. I would just write down, like, 
what feels life-giving to me. Because my old life-giving things were no longer an option, like doing a ballet mm-hmm. bar, performing on stage, like wearing, you know, getting ready in a costume or whatever. So then I had to, I would just write down these brainstormed lists on a piece of paper, kind of like haphazardly around it. And then I would circle the ones that stood out to me. And those have become my new lifelines. I mean, okay, yes, we all like going outside, but I have realized like I need sunshine and like high amounts of it. And I love being Mm. by the water, right? For some people, it could be something totally different. Like, oh my gosh, I love doing a puzzle and it's really meditative for me, you know? And so that was even just like, outside of therapy and other support systems, that was like a really practical step that I kept going back to. And um, now, you know, those new things, I'm like, oh, like those are, those are kind of now part of my identity and I'm really grateful for them. And I also know that if life's circumstances and stuff change in the, in different seasons of life as they do, I can go through that process again and, and find new parts of my identity. So yeah, that would be like my like little practical step. And then other things would be find find some people you can really trust and that can hold some space for you, can hold some space for grief and they don't have to try to fix it. You just need someone to sit with you sometimes because I was really grateful to find friends that would just sit and listen, you know, and help me, you know, help me just discover other beautiful ways to live life because I ended it up in Austin after putting ballet and I had only really had ballet friends before. And now I had all these friends mm-hmm. in Austin that had totally different stories and careers and life paths and interest. And that really brought me a, a lot of joy because I realized how much I really, I really had lived in this monoculture of dance for you know, the, the 10 years before. So then I meet all these people mm-hmm. that have really different stories and backgrounds. And I was like, oh, well, they're happy. Okay. There's other options out there. <laughs> they're not dancers and they're okay. <laughs> right. So sometimes I would just ask people, hearing people's stories was really, I think, gra- really grounding for me too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. Um, and this makes perfect sense. Just knowing you that you would grab a journal and start thinking about like, what, what brings joy in my life? Like I, I'm going to steal that exercise. That's, that's <laughs> a great one just to start understanding and opening your mind up to the fact that like you were not just this one thing mm-hmm. and then you start the more you do it you realize like i am a bottomless well an ocean of potential things that i love and i don't now i don't have enough time on the planet to figure them all out but let's what do we do this week exactly and off of that i'll say other one other little thing um i learned from someone if you're talking to someone, like say a friend, and you see their eyes light up when they talk about something, you kind of know, whoa, they are like really into that. That brings them life. So I learned mm. that technique um, about just like in work or whatever, when you're talking to someone. And then I turned it kind of towards myself and I started to notice if I'm in a conversation, I mean, it could be about anything, but like when do my own eyes and kind of soul light up about something? And I, I let that also start to guide me especially when oh, that's I was a good one. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's really, it's fun actually, if you start doing it, cause you'll notice a lot in conversations, like how other people are reacting and responding and how they're talking about whatever topic it is and how into it they are. And then you'll oh. start to realize, Oh wow, this is a really guiding practice and awareness for myself because it helps you tap into like your kind of, I don't know how else to say it, deep, true identity 
And like, cause if, if the light and the energy is there, you want to follow that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That's, I love that. And just that, like, just bringing more presence and awareness into your mm-hmm. daily life about yourself, but not only about yourself, but about into the conversations and people around you to better understand them. Just this whole mm-hmm. other world could yeah. open up through that. Yeah. That's beautiful. Well, okay. Your world has opened up. You have shifted from, I'm going to do the professional ballet journey to, Mm -hmm. Ooh, now I'm helping other people. Mm -hmm. And I would like to hear from you. Let's most of the people listening to this are probably listening because they're suffering from identifying completely with one aspect of their life. They're feeling burned out. They're feeling stressed. Um, they're tired all the time. Maybe they have headaches. They can't sleep well. Food mm-hmm. is not even on their like list. I would like to hear from you when people reach out to you, what are you seeing in clients related to just why they're approaching you and what they're feeling? Yeah. I mean, I, I would say the overarching thing, I mean, you kind of laid it out right there. To be honest, it's their really focused on some aspect of their life is pulling so much energy that they've gotten to the point where like they're less and less kind of aware or prioritizing themselves. And so mm-hmm. that, I mean, I'm with, with a lot of clients, actually, I see people like under eat. And so mm-hmm. like right away, it's trying to be address oh, I don't think you have a lot of energy because you actually are under eating. Like even clients that come to me who are saying, I want to lose weight, we can get into maybe details about how to coach. I coach that, that later, but the like base issue is actually like their body's holding on to weight because they're actually gotten to a point where they're now under eating and their body just, it, nothing will shift. And so hmm. I have to do, I mean, I think with a lot of people, it's uh, the base point is, okay, why are you coming to me? Like what shifted in you that you're ready to start prioritizing yourself? Because that why is super important and intrinsic motivation as opposed to extrinsic is going to take us a lot farther. And so with people coming to me, I, I usually do see there's, there was something that shifted that they're like, all right, I don't want to, I don't want to live like this anymore. And so sometimes Mm. the words they use are like, oh, I want to lose 15 pounds or I don't want my back to hurt. And then we dig a little deeper and I start to ask them, okay, like what kind of person do you want to be? Like, how do you want to feel? And like focusing on those deep intrinsic questions that are going to be a lot more guiding and like, yes, like aesthetics come along the way, but, um, I do find that people, yes, may come with a weight loss goal, but are, are actually kind of, they've gotten to the point where they're like, I just want to feel better. Like I am so mm-hmm. tired of having brain fog and like not feeling energetic enough to, you know, keep up with my kids that I had later in life. Right. Or they're like, what if I have grandkids in the future? I find that a lot of people, and I've found this like millennials up to Okay, I'm so terrible. I don't actually know. What is the next generation after millennials called? I'm so bad. <laughs> I don't know either. I'm just an egocentric millennial who's like, millennials. <laughs> anyway, like people in their 30s. Right. People in their 30s, <laughs> up to people in their 50s and 60s. Um, the Really, the issue is they're like, 
I don't feel good because I'm not prioritizing myself and something clicked enough for them to be like, all right, I, I have this impetus to change. And so I'm ready. And I mean, a lot of times the practicalities are there, you get so consumed with work and then all of a sudden you haven't eaten lunch or you drank coffee for breakfast instead of actually eating breakfast. And so they're having energy dips and they might eat a lot of their food later in the day. So they're still eating something, but I'm like, well, actually your energy dip is because our bodies were made to eat throughout the day, not just once at the end of the day. Yeah. And so, I mean, things like that yeah. into like, people are like, oh, my back hurts because of course, like our society, we sit a lot. And so, and then you get to this point where you're like, oh, I don't have a workout routine. I haven't had a workout routine. And it's really hard to like start the engine from nothing. And so they're, mm -hmm. they're I mean, and that's part of my coaching is like, I can't, you know, obviously like do the work for you, but I am here as like, let's get that engine going again. Cause I would say a lot of people that come to me have worked out in the past, but maybe it's been a couple of years before that, since I've done anything regular besides kind of walking every once in a while. And so yeah, I actually love, absolutely love, like my, honestly, my favorite clientele is people that are like, I'm at my desk all day and my back hurts and I don't feel great because I get, so, I just get really <laughs> excited because there's so many things that we can look at to help you start feeling better. Everything from like you and I talked about like ergonomic posture. How are you working at your desk? You know, what are your different settings, mm -hmm. whether it's at home or at a, a office. And so, and there's what people, let me get backtrack the fitness and health world capitalize on selling extremes. That's how they make a lot of money. And so, what has gotten buried are the basics. And so people end up, they don't do anything because they're like, oh no, well, I'm not doing the most. And so that you end up doing nothing. And that's why I love working with people who come to me and are like, well, I used to do like CrossFit a lot or whatever. And then maybe I got injured or it was just too much. And I'm over here ready to tell you, you can actually see a ton of results and we don't have to get extreme again. Like this can fit into your daily life and be fun. Yeah. I mean, so I was your exact demographic that you're describing here. I was like, I worked out in a couple of years. I used to work out so hard. I was awesome at it. And I want to, you know, weigh 20 pounds less back like when I was at, like in my early thirties. Oh, why do I really want to do this? I don't even want to get into that because that's like too long of a story. That's too much change. Let's just lose a bunch of weight. Push me harder. Um, and then like the, I think the like main message I, I was like, when you were like, you don't have to do, a, you know, a 45 minute CrossFit workout until you're dying every day. And, and I was like, that sounds good. That sounds great. How do I do that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You talked about seeing like common out this like kind of same story from generation to generation, different age groups. What are the main themes of mindset that you would love everybody to be able to shift towards? Yeah. I mean, first one that comes to mind is all or nothing. It's where I lived. It's where a lot of my clients come to me living. It is just this, it must be everything. And even if you don't tend to call yourself a perfectionist, you either are in the, I'm trying to do it all because you're a perfectionist or because you think it's the only thing that works. 
And so Mm -hmm. that is the biggest thing I would say. I love helping coach shift people, love helping people shift their mindset away from is into this concept that no pain, no gain is not actually true. Mm. And I mean, that is mind blowing to people. That was mind blowing to me. And I feel like I learned it in this kind of slow, gentle way over time because I had to. My body literally was not going to function how it used to. And so I was forced to learn that, oh, I can feel super strong. I can do the activities I want to do. And like, I always joke, like, you don't have to do burpees because I personally. <laughs> so, yeah. I, mean, I tell my clients, like, you know, that you, you don't have to feel like you want to throw up and, and do burpees in order to get results. And I, I, I think the other kind of mindset coaching thing with people, and maybe I do this without actually saying these words, but you, you have to let go of past versions of you because they're not serving you anymore. I mean, if I was still trying to look like yeah. the 25 year old Elena ballerina, I mean, I finally got to the point where I was like, I have to let that version of me go. Like that was a part of my life, but it's mm-hmm. pushing towards that is not serving me anymore. And I think we all look at our past through some rose colored glasses. Cause I could say, Oh, I want to look like a 25 year old ballerina, but the 25 year old ballerina also was borderline disordered eating and had a ton of anxiety and you know, all this other stuff. And so I'm like, Oh, actually, yeah. I used we to just look at the photos that. and we're like, we were so skinny like, back then. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, you know, you know, and so I think when, when I'm helping coach people into the mindset of, like balance is beautiful is just realizing that an like a new version of you can be really joyful. And what I want for people mm-hmm. is to have functionality. So that's why I really like get, I have like a detailed intake form with people. Cause I'm like, I want to know how does your week look like? What does your weekend look like? What are your hobbies? What do you like doing? This is outside of your exercise hobbies. Like what do you like doing in life? Because Mm-hmm. The goal of, of life to me is looking at it from the fitness and nutrition side is like, how do I better enjoy my life? Not how do I punish myself and do enough exercise or like eat enough broccoli. <laughs> so that, that to me, balance mm-hmm. is making your life more fun. And there's hard work. Balance does not mean there's not hard work. It's just efficient work. And it's from a mindset of thriving and not punishing yourself. Huge mindset change for me. Like punishing myself through exercise was really satisfactory. And I think for a lot of us, like we think how our body looks in a chaotic world might be the one thing we can control. So we work even harder to feel that like, this is going to be exactly how I want it to be. And when we start to get older and our body is like, no, that that's not gonna work anymore. We're not doing that. Getting over that is hard. Oh, I mean, it's a grief cycle. There's no other way to say it. Yeah, I mean, and it's it really is. It's maybe a a mini grief cycle, right? It's it's not like 
oh, and not being able to, let's say you were a marathon runner. Okay. I can't run marathons anymore. Um, maybe isn't like changing your livelihood or whatever, because you could still maybe run 5Ks. But that is, that's a season of grief that you have to work through and like a shedding, right, of a time and a season of yourself. And I, I don't think it's very fun. It's not very fun to do. But what I've learned mm-hmm. in 32 years of life is that it is necessary because if you can go through that process and it takes time, like it doesn't happen overnight, but if you can go through that process of letting go, then you have all this space to be present to what your life is now. And the joy that comes with that, like I could almost like shut it, like cry a little bit because I feel like I walk, finally walked into that after I would say five years of depression and stuff because I was like, all right, I was able to let that go and I can walk into my life now and it was like, oh my gosh, every, there's so much beauty around me and so many things to be experienced and people. So I think in the smaller microcosm of what, you know, what I do now with coaching people is, you know, sometimes you feel like you're kind of a life coach because you're, you're walking. I'll bet. I mean, I had a client who had grown up with really intense stuff in her childhood and had um, become a vegetarian. And then she with me just like it was her own impetus right but i she was like i think i want to try meat and she kind of we slowly slowly tried new ways some of it she's like no yes and so i I actually she's not a client anymore but i caught up with her and she's like oh my gosh like cooking is so much easier i can throw together these meals really fast and she's like it's taken like so much um like brain heaviness off of me because I don't have to like, how do I prep these seven vegetarian things? And I'm, this is not me calling out vegetarianism or anything. I'm just saying for her, you realized yeah. she, it was, again, it was, she came to me and said, I want to do this. I was not pushing it on her. And I just coached her through what her goal was. And it was really, and again, yeah. my point was for her, that was a letting go of a past identity that she realized, you know, in her thirties, wasn't serving her anymore. And that was their like, really beautiful transformation to watch. So, I mean, that's, that's one little example of, you know, and everyone comes to me from different places with different goals. And that's as a coach, what I love doing is seeing them where they're at and walking like really journeying with people. Okay. So the last, on the last episode of this, um, we talked to my functional neurologist and she talked through like the different, uh, the differences between functional medicine versus regular medical practices. Mm-hmm. And it's resonating so much with what you're saying, which is about really going, looking at like the impetuses, looking at the motivations, getting grief off the back burner and stepping into like present day goals and a new version of yourself and letting that, you know, taking the time to do that what I have really experienced with you um, is that it, this is much more than we do a Pilates workout together once a week. Like you are, even when we first started, like similar to like my functional neurologist, like the intake form was crazy compared to other intake forms. If any, I would do with a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked a lot and we continue to like talk a lot at the beginning of every session. You're always checking in. Like, how are you feeling? Like, what kind of goals do you want to set? So now that I don't want to break all that down for you, I would like you to um, explain to everybody and you can use me as a case study or just like we can make up a general character. <laughs> but if someone is coming to you stressed, burned out, defeated, not wanting to let go of stuff, what's the journey for them if they're to call you? 
Yeah. Um, I love that question. I just, yeah, I love the, the concept of journey is beautiful. And I mean, basically, and just to kind of outline logistics, what's what I do for people, I teach Zoom private Pilates sessions, and then I also do this coaching. And so Jennifer, you actually do both with me, which is really fun <laughs> because we get so mm -hmm. many points, which, which I really love. And so I'll just use coaching as an example, because, um, Pilates every week, it's pretty self-explanatory. Um, but I think when someone comes to me with coaching and they are, they're just like maxed out and they're like, I need to take better care of myself, but I don't know how, um, what I do is start small because I mean, you can attest to this. You, we don't change seven things at once because all that does is put us into like a more of a stress zone. And so I, what I'm really trying to do mm -hmm. is help people, um, just kind of calm their nervous system down and, and, doing that through practical things like, okay, are we getting any time outside and are we taking any walks and are we drinking water? Mm -hmm. and honestly, I start with those three things with everybody. And some people they're like, oh yeah, drinking water is just a habit they kind of easily had. Okay, great. But um, maybe they're not even kind of getting steps in. And I mean, I work, some people are like, I love metrics. I have my Fitbit or I have my Apple watch. And I say, great. And then for other people, mm -hmm. it's, not a necessity. I think different things make people tick. And so I'm not a coach that says, oh, you have to take all these metrics and have all these measurements or, you know, whatever. So once we kind of, I basically build the foundation. So, okay, are we getting walks? Are we getting time outside? Are we getting water? And then I usually move on to like, are we eating breakfast? I mean, I love, I remember when you and I talked about this, you were like, okay, wow, I now found my breakfast and this is my go-to breakfast for forever. Yeah. <laughs> Great. I mean, I personally, and now I've eaten the same thing for nine months <laughs> and you're right. I'm like, if that works for you and you're feeling good and your symptoms are better, then that's great. Some people are like, oh my gosh, shoot me now. I mean, I personally drink a very similar protein <laughs> smoothie almost every morning because it's the easiest thing for my brain, but okay. I, I digress. Mm -hmm. So usually then it's like, okay, is breakfast in order? Because the amount of us that skip breakfast is huge. And people are astounded about their energy shift just by, I mean, I'm not even touching any other meal of the day just by looking at breakfast. Yeah. And then again, I mean, I give that weeks to happen. And so just so that we're not feeling overloaded and then kind of from there, I would say it kind of divulges into what people are wanting. So if someone is like, I have some weight loss goals and I want to kind of get into that nitty gritty then I offer macro coaching. So, I mean, we have through my app, there's ways of we're like counting calories and protein and, but really helping people come in it from a mindset of education, not a mindset of um, having to limit themselves, which I mm -hmm. learned personally. Cause I mean, I used to be obsessed with counting calories, you know, 15 years ago. And now for me, it's this beautiful, like empowerment tool. And that's how I present it to my clients. And again, that's not, I have some people hmm. who track their food from sending me pictures of it, or for some people I create habits for them on our app. And I say, okay, you know, protein rich breakfast. And then they're checking that off every day. And then we might move on to looking at lunch or whatever. So well, again, once we have some basic foundations in place, um, then I'm also journeying with them through what I like to call very functional fitness. So I base my program on strength training, whether at home or in the gym and with 
Pilates videos. So if you're doing Pilates with me virtually as well, then that you're getting even more of my eyes on you. And then for people that only want the asynchronous coaching, I pre-record Pilates videos so that I know what they're getting as far as mobility work. And I love marrying this Mm -hmm. for everybody because I think some people are like, they think about like, oh, the gym bros. And you're like, am I going to like get kind of like big (laughs) or whatever? But then I'm like, am I going to be flexible? And so I'm like, okay, don't worry. A, you can't get that big unless you eat insane amounts of food. So if if people, especially women are like, I don't want to bulk up. I just want to be long and lean and toned. And I'm like, don't worry. Like you'd have to work for 10 years to look that bulky and eat so much food. So that's not going to happen. (laughs) (laughs) anyways but you know again from from there it's i mean i work with clients whether it's like okay getting enough steps in and one strength workout a week is like where i can manage especially because i really get to know their lifestyle and what their daily life looks like so we we often start with like okay one strength training like kind of set a week and I create that for them based on where they're at, what they've done in the last couple of years. And then from there, again, um, being able to journey with someone means you can have this nice progression. So it's not, it's not like, oh, we're in this time crunch and I only get to talk to you for two months and we have to fix it all. Because that, yeah. that's the cycle that started the issue was this like yeah. all or nothing, right? Like, oh my gosh, I've got to follow this intense challenge for 30 days and it's so unsustainable. And so with me, like I require a minimum of three months commitment so that we mm-hmm. can make some lasting change. And what I found is most clients stay with me long past that because they they start to realize, oh, right, the long game, like it's the only one worth playing. And yeah. Three months in, we're, we're making change. And right, the more, as, as someone like has time to show up, they might see their goals happening faster. But again, to me, it's not about how fast can you get to your goals. It's, are you making changes that are going to stick for you? You know, mm-hmm. so I started my coaching part June of last year. So I guess I'm at like nine, 10 months. Maybe I had people mm-hmm. start with July. So I have some clients that are hitting that, you know, eight, nine month mark. And they've been with me because they're like, oh, the mindset changes I've made are huge. And so, yeah. I think that's, yeah, that's what's amazing to me that you're able to do that, you know, over apps, over Zoom, whatever it is. You know, we've only met in person once or twice and we've been working together three or four years now, but you have a way of like projecting that energy and um, that coaching through these digital experiences, which I think is a really special talent and skill set of yours. But the other thing I really appreciate, especially for all of us who are getting older and our bodies feel different because of your background in dance, doing like workouts, whether it's strength training or, uh, you know, some kind of cardio, or we're actually doing Pilates on a reformer, your eye for doing, you know, doing things the right way, not just like powering through as fast as you can. Mm -hmm. I, I really appreciate like it really changes. It is, it has taught me 
how to listen to my body better, how to feel and recognize like I'm going up the stairs right now. I could actually do this from my butt instead of my legs and build my butt up, right? Like that's different. Or like, you know, I'm going for a walk. Let's like open and expand our chest a little bit and do that from those tiny little muscles beside our, you know, our wing bones. So it's like, it's such a learning experience to have a dancer telling you and helping you like just feel your body better and, and understand that like there are a lot of other muscles besides the big ones that you power through that you can work on to support yourself when you're not thinking about it it makes such a big difference mm. yeah i'm really glad to hear that i am and i am really yeah. thankful i was surprised when COVID hit and that's when i went online right is because of that and i was i think a lot of my clients are like how do you see everything and i was like i don't know and again, like that's the beautiful part of stories. There's loss with them, but also because I was a dancer, I can see everything. Nothing escapes me. <laughs> it is, I don't know how you see, cause I'm not coming to my workout in some hot Lululemon spandex. I'm in like my PJs basically. And you're like, you need to expand like that area of your back. And you, I'm like, I'm six feet away from the screen. How can you tell? Or I'll like do a little shift in my tummy. And you're like, I saw that good adjustment. It's great. You have like super spidey powers when it comes to this stuff for sure. Um, okay. So we've talked, we've talked a lot about like some of, you know, the process and the goals. And I think, I hope that gives everybody like an idea of what to expect or to look for in a coach. Um, what kind of results do people see going through this kind of functional approach to fitness and nutrition and mindset and coaching? Yeah. I mean, pretty early on, I have people telling me they're like, oh, I feel stronger, which I mean, that is, that's like the number, not the number one thing I want to hear, but it is high up there because that means you can be more easily functional in your everyday life and with your hobbies. And so, I mean, mm -hmm. and I get a lot of my back doesn't hurt anymore. <laughs> mm, I mean, I that's nice. I had a client, their house flooded. So they had to like buy all this new furniture and like put it together. It like came from Wayfair. They're putting it together themselves. And she was like, Ugh. I couldn't believe it. 10 hours of putting furniture together and being on the floor and my back didn't hurt. And wow. that, I mean, that is huge for me. That makes me super happy. And then along with that, I see, like you already said, this mind-body connection a lot more. And so I, I had a client who told me she did a... Uh, photography session for a friend who was like trying to anyways get more kind of prototypes and stuff so she was like elena i knew how to pose before i would have felt so awkward but then it was like she hmm. would kind of something and she was like oh yeah i can copy that and add to it and i was so happy to hear that because she was like she's like i would not i would have looked at someone saying oh can you try this and not even known what they were doing and now she <laughs> she moves through life more fluidly and yes and that's what's so cool. And I think the other thing, um, people just start to think more holistically. I mean, even down to like, I, I had a client come to me, not telling me that she had some pretty severe like, autoimmune gut issues, but then I was like, why are these symptoms happening? And so I, she was like, oh, I had this in the past. So I quickly sent her into a path of um, some outside support. I was like, I'm not a doctor. Like I don't pretend to, yeah. I do not coach outside my scope. So I got her into a naturopath and she lives in a different state. I got her into a naturopath. So 
now she's having none of these gut flare-ups because we added this level of support. So I think along with that kind of holism is that people are finding results in areas they didn't realize they really needed them or hadn't had time to think about because I have my mm -hmm. eye on like all parts of your health, you know? And then it's yeah. like, I'll have to be like, oh, like I had a, a friend that became a client and she's like, oh, my stomach is flatter, you know? So I mean, <laughs> those things excite me too. Like I, I'm a quick little tangent is I feel like sometimes because the fitness world is all or nothing, it's either like people are like, okay, you must, your aesthetics must be perfect. And we're only, you know, working out for aesthetics or like there's a lot of body positivity, which I absolutely love, but it then sometimes almost demonizes, like if you care about aesthetics at all. Yeah. And again, it's yep. why it's balanced because my whole thing is you can't chase after aesthetics at the expense of your health. And when I say health, I mean, not just your physical health, but also your mental health. Right. Mm -hmm. So that let's not go there. But like, if you have your foundational blocks in place and you're like, Oh, this is a goal I want to work towards. And you're, you're eating better. You're eating frequently and stuff. Like I can take someone through, you know, like a maintenance phase, a cut phase, like a slight deficit, but like, we're doing it in a really healthy way, right? We're dropping like 300 calories, not 600 calories, not a thousand. Yeah. So all, all that to say, like, I, I have, I have clients who are like, okay, that's my goal. And like, and maybe that's not actually the result yet is a ton of weight loss. But like, for example, I had a client come to me severely under eating, not, not like, um, eating disorder, but just kind of like busy, not eating. Mm -hmm. And when I her like through a reverse diet, which is when you actually add more calories to your life. And she's been like, oh my gosh, I didn't gain weight. So like that's for her wow. that's in her phase that she's actually healthier and more energetic. If you're eating enough food, it's going to help your like body repair itself better. And so we we're taking our time because I won't rush this stuff. Cause again, that's what you get into trouble in the first place is when you rush it. So her result is that, oh my gosh, I can eat more food. And I'm now not skipping meals every day because I'm scared. And she's like, and I haven't gained weight. But I mean, and her goal is yeah. to eventually lose weight, but we're reverse dieting her up to a healthy calorie intake so that I'm, I'm going to, I won't throw out her number specifically, but like for someone that comes to me eating 1400 calories, but actually their maintenance is more around like 2000 for their mm -hmm. build. For their, like I will slowly bring them up to that because, and even if, if they want to lose weight and that's a healthy option for them, we have to live at a higher calorie most of the time so that your brain functions well. So you're having nice hair and skin, right? Like all of that. And then if mm -hmm. you're like drop into a mild deficit, so then you're dropping to 1800 calories, not to 1200 calories. And then after you diet for, I don't know, six weeks, depends on what your, your goals are, three months, you, you go back up slowly into your 2000 calories. And, and again, this is, I'm throwing numbers out. It's not a science, it's an art. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. for that, so for that kind of person, and for some people, it just takes a while to like eat more food, and then other symptoms come up, and then we're like, oh, let's address those. And so it's, you know, I think the process sometimes, like the results, are that, oh, I'm willing to commit to the long game because the yo-yo dieting mm -hmm. just effed up everyone's metabolism. <laughs> so. It did. Okay, so one thing that came out, um, and I found you right during the beginning of the pandemic, 
recommended to me from a Pilates studio that I had been going to was probably the first time I had hired a coach, not with the parameters of like, it has to be someone that's like my age and my demographic and like understands what I'm going through. Instead, I got you and you're a younger generation for me. And one thing that has just blown my mind is by working with a younger generation from the millennials, some you know, people in their 30s, especially if you're someone in your 40s or 50s, the mindset of younger people being raised in a time when the science had changed from, you know, we've gone through total calorie obsession into more blood sugar and, you know, energy and protein. That was huge. And then also just the the healthier mindset and kinder attitude towards ourselves. I, I could never have anticipated like this. I I'm probably never would have hired a millennial as a coach, but I cannot recommend it enough. It is really important to keep, you know, the knowledge of younger generations <laughs> feeding us older people and, and refreshing our programming because it just, um, you know, mm -hmm. I don't think I would have got there without that. And it's really made a huge well, difference. That's beautiful to hear, you know, cause I, I also love learning from different generations too. And so it's, it's cool to hear that like reflected back <laughs> as a millennial. Yeah. Yeah. It's You guys get a bad rap, but I'm, I'm really pro younger generations ready for the rest of us to like check out, go in retirement, let you guys take things over. I'm all for it. <laughs> um, okay. So we've gone through a lot. I think about like what your, your approach and your mindset is, what would you recommend for people that want to find a coach like you? How, what are the keywords they search or what are the resources they look for to find, you know, such an, an enlightened and inspiring yeah, coach to work um, with? Funny, because I, I definitely fell into the online coaching world. And then I was like, oh, like there's there's just a lot of great coaches out there. You know, that's that's true. So, I mean, mm. you know, anyone listening, like I would love to work with you. And uh, I will say, like, I talk to people first. I'm like, are we a good fit? Because that's really huge for my integrity with coaching is that's what I would encourage anyone is mm -hmm. even if you love someone's website or their social media or their like client result pictures or whatever, like talk to them because like the coach and the potential client should be interviewing each other because you should come out of like, I offer like kind of 20 minute discovery calls with people like you should come out of a call like that being like, Oh, okay. They, we can talk about my pain points and they get it and they have a plan to move forward. Um, and it's a, and it's a plan that like fits well with me, not like makes me go like, like, I guess I can try that. Right. And so that's what I would encourage, whether it's me or another coach, like, um, don't get, caught up in like, oh my gosh, I got to fix this now. Right. I would say look for, because there are, I actually work within a, a business coaching cohort. And so I've gotten to know some like also very like-minded coaches that like really function with integrity, but there are coaches out there that will like push weird medications on you and have a low calorie diets because yeah, if you eat a thousand calories, you'll lose weight. <laughs> but so mm -hmm. I hope that people listening to this maybe just have some kind of better markers of like what to look for in a coach and whether that's someone like me who's doing kind of nutrition and fitness coaching holistically or if they're looking for someone that's in person you still want that holistic balanced mindset because you want someone that's going to 
encourage you to listen to your body during whether it's you're working out by yourself and you report back to them or they're they're like training you live and not someone who's going to be like go harder because what what is that going to tell you over time it hurts i won't tell them because they're they think i should go harder and then we're feeding into the narrative and yeah. um, i am just no one needs to end up with an injury <laughs> yep yep for sure um, all right. So I know that the online coaching community has probably exploded mm -hmm. since the pandemic. Uh, are one, do you work with people anywhere in the world? Can they reach you? No, Should it just I be work Austin with people from all over the world. I mean, it definitely works because I'm actually in Europe right now, like we said, and uh, coaching all of my clients. So, which is fabulous. So yeah, I, um, as long as you speak English or Macedonian, because those are the two languages I speak, <laughs> then we can work together. And that's what I love about kind of falling into this online field is that I could connect with people from all over the world. So um, I have a website and an Instagram. And um, Jennifer, I think you said you'll probably, you'll drop those for us in kind of the show notes. So I would love, I will definitely do that. Yeah. I would love to talk to anyone. I mean, drop into my DMs, send me an email. <laughs> like I'm here on all the platforms. I think my Google voice number is on there. You can text me. So <laughs> I would just like love to start a conversation. And even if you're someone that's like, I don't know if I'm ready for coaching or Pilates, like, but you just have questions after this. Like that, that's what I'm here for too. Like, I just love being a resource and using all of these years of experience that I have and everything that I'm continuing to learn. So I would, would truly love to connect with anyone listening to this message or if someone comes to mind while you listen to this, throw, throw them my way because I am just trying to help us all live a more balanced, um, healthy lifestyle that we where we feel like super strong <laughs> and talk nicer to ourselves. Like you can, you can feel like a badass and talk nicer to yourself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Guys, I can see Elena's face right now. When we were talking earlier about paying attention to when people light up when they're talking, girl is glowing. This is her life-giving moment of spark of joy. She is into it. So I encourage you to reach out. It makes her really happy. <laughs> um, what about, are there, you know, groups or websites people could search if they want to find someone that is local to them that you would recommend? Um, I'm trying. That's a good question. Off the top of my head, I can't, I don't know a good, like, kind of, I guess, website that would might have kind of collected of who's in your area. I, I would just maybe use keywords, like, let's say you're looking for a, a local trainer or something. I would, I would use keywords like functional fitness and stuff like that, like um, holistic, because those words are going to bring people that kind of have a mindset like we've been talking about in this podcast. So I would use some, some kind of buzzwords like that to try to find people. That is super helpful. And, and again, I, because I've been in this world a while, like reach out to me if you're in a certain city or state and I might know somebody. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, and then if anybody wants to learn more about this stuff, about a functional approach to health and fitness, um, are there any podcasts, books, YouTube channels, videos you recommend? Yeah. Um, I would say oh, a, it's like almost like there's so many. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've, been on, I've been on this journey so long, but um, 
Sam Miller science comes to mind because he's just he's he's he can be super nerdy. It's like very a lot of facts. But um, if you're like, oh, I want to go deep, his podcast is great. And then um, another gal, she's my she's also like a business coach, but she's also does her own coaching and she's kind of more like hormone specific. Her name's also Elena, which is funny. <laughs> so um, I don't remember her, I, her, her podcast will be a great one to listen to too. So I'll, um, I can't, I can't remember what's off my head, but I'll give the the name of hers to you. So like, even just those are two, I would say hers is going to be more like kind of general and less science specific. And then if you want like the nitty gritty Sam Miller science, he's been around for decades now and, um, has a lot, a lot of good stuff. So like, those are just some places to start. Cause sometimes, especially if you're on the start of your journey, it feels like you're drinking from a fire hydrant in the beginning. Cause you just want to mm-hmm. learn all this stuff. And then it kind of settles in. And again, my encouragement to people is even if you're taking in a lot of information, remember that just starting to apply the basics and even just one or two basics is getting you like so far and on the right path. You do not have to do it all perfectly right away. Yeah. Or ever. <laughs> What's one little thing everybody could do today? Like 15 minute walk. Okay. 15 minute walk outside. And if you can do it after a, right after a meal, it's amazing for digestion. Um, but like when I say 15 minute walk, not an, not an exercise, got to get my heart rate to a certain way. Walk just like a lazy 15 minute walk. <laughs> so enjoy yourselves. Really yeah. Just notice what's around you. Talk to a friend, look at the birds. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Okay, honey. Well, I'm also going to suggest when you're looking for someone, if you want someone in your area to add the word Elena to your key search, because it seems like there's just a trend of Elena's doing functional um, fitness and nutrition. Elena, thank you so much. This was a really fun conversation. Thank you for um, making time while you're traveling and, and joining us all the way from Macedonia. Guys, I hope you enjoyed her and I hope you reach out, follow Elena on Instagram, um, ask her all the questions. And in the meantime, eat when you get hungry, sleep when you're tired. We'll see you next time. 